Hi, I'm the Contract Tutor, and welcome back to Basic Contract Law for Students. This episode is discussing unjust enrichment. This is also known as a quasi-contract, or a contract implied in law. So it's not a real contract. A real contract would be a contract implied in fact. Unjust enrichment is not based on a promise like promissory estoppel. Rather, it's a cause of action that arises where the claimant has conferred a benefit without being paid for it. So conferring a benefit on the recipient without the recipient paying for it. For example, there's a buyer and a seller over a plot of land. The buyer gives the seller a down payment of 50 grand. The seller backs out of the sale. Buyer is still entitled to expectation damages for breach of contract. Now, if the buyer finds an equivalent property that is actually less than the contracted price for this property, then that's great. The buyer didn't lose a beneficial contract then because it wouldn't have been a great benefit because they're finding something cheaper that's equivalent to what they were going to buy. So the buyer can still get his 50 grand down payment back because that would unjustly enrich the seller. The seller shouldn't get to keep it. The buyer can sue for restitution damages under the theory of unjust enrichment. Unjust enrichment could also restore a benefit conferred under circumstances where there was no contract at all. For example, an unconscious person is taken to the hospital and the hospital provides care. The unconscious person clearly didn't or couldn't have contracted for care but the hospital would still have a basis for claiming the value of their services under this theory of unjust enrichment. So there's two elements for unjust enrichment. First is that one party must have been enriched by obtaining property, services, or some other economic benefit. And two, circumstances must be such that it would be unjust for the beneficiary to keep the enrichment or benefit without paying for it. As I touched on earlier, the remedy for unjust enrichment is restitution. This can be a money judgment for value, so okay, just pay me what you owe me, or the return of the benefit itself, if it's a tangible item and the recipient still has it. So when is enrichment not unjust? These are going to be our exceptions. First is a volunteer. The benefit was intended to be gratuitous, so the person lacked the intent to be paid. This is going to be an objective standard. Did the donor likely reasonably have the intent to be paid? For example, giving someone a gift on Christmas. They're not expected to pay you for the value of it. Professionals and commercial enterprises are unlikely to have provided goods or services gratuitously but family and friends are assumed to have given gratuitously. For example, a professional rescue worker comes to the aid of a stranded skier. That professional rescuer may be assumed to not act gratuitously, while the opposite assumption may apply to a non-professional rescuer. Another example, Jake moves in with Paul to take care of him. When Paul dies, Jake tries to claim money from Paul's estate to compensate him for taking care of Paul. The court says no, that Jake can't take money because he did it out of friendship and there was no contract. There was no unjust enrichment there. Our second exception is an officious intermeddler. 
This is where the benefit was unjustly imposed. So this person imposes an unrequested benefit under circumstances that did not justify conferring the benefit without the recipient's prior consent. However, if the imposed benefit can be rejected and returned, then it must be. For example, a squeegee guy at the stoplight. So he's giving the benefit without prior consent of the driver, and a clean window isn't something that the guy can just take back. Another example, and I believe this one comes from my casebook that I read last year. Cole gives Kelly six grand to repair a duplex that Kelly applied for a loan to get. So Kelly wants to move into this duplex. Kelly spent more than six grand in repairs and was denied the loan. Kelly tries to get the value of his repairs. The court says that Kelly assumed the risk that repairs would benefit Cole's instead of himself if Kelly was denied the loan. This is because the repairs were incorporated into the property so they can't be returned and Kelly isn't going to be able to move in because he was denied the loan. So Kelly imposed the extra cost on Coles without consent. However, if the imposed benefit can be rejected and returned, then restitution may be granted if the recipient accepts the benefit reasonably understanding that it is not conferred with gratuitous intent. So now if Kelly's repairs include a removable AC unit and Coles didn't demand Kelly to take it away and instead Coles kept and used it, then the enrichment would be unjust despite the initial imposition of Kelly installing it without asking. So remember in our Kelly and Coles example that the court said, it wasn't unjust enrichment, and that Kelly assumed the risk. But now here, because the AC unit is removable, Coles can give it back. So now it is an unjust enrichment. So an exception to an officious intermeddler is a good justification for conferring the benefit without asking first. The strongest justification for conferring an unrequested benefit is to avert harm in an emergency that requires immediate action. So remember at the beginning of this episode, I gave an example of an unconscious person being taken to the hospital and rendered services. That would fall under this exception. So the unconscious person would still have to pay for those services. So now just to conceptualize this a little better, are two exceptions to unjust enrichment. So an enrichment is not unjust when a person is a volunteer or an officious intermeddler. Now, a person is not an officious intermeddler when they have a good justification for conferring the benefit without asking, like our hospital example, which means that it would be unjust enrichment upon the person who is unconscious. So that's why they would still have to pay for those services. Now, some quick terms to remember is quantum merit, or quantum merit, which means as much as deserved. This refers to the market value of services. Another term to remember is quantum valabent, or valbent, which means as much as they are worth. This refers to the market value of goods. So if you see these terms on a question or answer choice, then that is going to be referring to restitution. 
So if the question is asking you about something where the remedy is not restitution, then don't pick that answer. All right, quick run through of unjust enrichment. It's a quasi-contract, which is a contract implied in law. So it's not a real contract. There's two elements. One party has to be enriched, and it would be unjust for that enriched party to keep it without paying for it. The remedy is restitution. And enrichment is not unjust when a person is a volunteer or an officious intermeddler. And we have one exception to officious intermeddler. So it would be unjust enrichment and the person, the beneficiary, would need to pay for it when the person conferring the benefit has a good reason in doing so without asking first. And then we have our two terms to remember, quantum merit or merit and quantum valabent or valabent. I'm the Contract Tutor, and thank you for listening to Basic Contract Law for Students.